I've, I discovered a long time ago that you get out of life pretty much what you expect. If I don't expect much, that's exactly what I get. Um, I was showing Jonathan just a second ago. When he was here in March of last year, uh, March 11th, 18, and he was here again last, a year ago, last fall, um, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven pages typewritten of the words that he sowed into this, into this church last week, last year. And, you know, in fact, the Sunday school uh, class spent a long time discussing it and, and talking about it because, you know, prophecy, and he's not just a prophet, but he's prophetic, but prophecy is conditional. And part of the condition is that you receive it, you believe it, and you act as if it were so. And, um, you know, so one of the things he said, he says, I'm blowing and breathing, I'm coming, I'm blowing in this place, says the Lord, blowing away the dust, the devastation, the famine. It's not a season of devastation, it's a season of restoration. And for over a year, we've preached on that note of restoration. But now I believe that God has something even more for us than, than just restoring the fortunes. Now it's, it's time to go beyond that. And so I'm going to ask you, uh, you to welcome to, uh, to First Assembly, to AFA Church, our uh, friend and minister, Jonathan Edwards from Wales, England. And uh, I'm going to ask him just to share for a few moments uh, some of the things that he and Anna can't be with him today. Uh, they had a, uh, their youngest uh, child or daughter went to a university uh, uh, to college last week. So she's uh, now they're empty nesters. And I told him, you know, it's not really a bad thing, that empty <laughs> nest stuff, you know. And you'll get used to it. You'll cry for two days and then you go, wow, this, this quiet around here. So anyway, so share with us some of the things that have been going on. And, and uh, then I'll come back and then we'll receive an offering for him. Him then. Well, praise the Lord, everyone. It is so good to be here and to see so many friends. I feel, I feel just traveling down from Canada through West Virginia to North Carolina, I've come home. You know, you, you, wherever you find a kindred spirit, wherever you find your own tribe, Amen. You know, there, there were tribes in the Bible. This is my tribe. This is my area. I, and I feel so, so a joy to be here. And I send greetings from my dear wife, Anna, who couldn't be here. But God is so good. You know, we, we, we travel around the nations. That's, that's just part of our, our call. We spend a lot of our time in the United Kingdom, particularly in England and in Northern Ireland. And God is on the move. Even though statistics would say that 4% of the population are saved and go to church, we don't base our facts on statistics. Amen. We base our facts on the Word of God, which says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Um, in May this year, we were in Northern Ireland. We did a crusade there. And you know, we had over 26 pastors come to the conference over the eight days because they're hungry for God. You know, a lot of the churches are 30 to 50 people and, and, and pastors are working hard. You know, if, if, if you're in any kind of ministry, you need to know you're called because there's no grace in that area unless you're called and you would never want to go into ministry unless the Lord had called you. 
And uh, we had those pastors and we, we ministered to them and we, we prayed for them. But people in the UK, you know, the church in the UK, many of God's people are believing for the United Kingdom that sent out missionaries around the world to encounter an awakening again, to encounter an end time harvest that's not only going to touch the UK, it's going to touch Europe. And you know, we're being, we're being faithful to that commission. And you know, we, we don't have a natural employer, but we do have the biggest employer on this planet. <laughs> Hallelujah. His name is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord our provider. And we work for him and we've been so excited. I'll share some of the miracles, some of the healings. We've seen hundreds of people this year make first-time decisions or recommitments to Christ. And I want to thank every one of you in this church and other friends that are here that have sown into the ministry. And, and I know for this church, you, you, you sow into us every month. Can I just thank you for that? I want to say that just not on behalf of myself, but also on behalf of, of Anna. Uh, we, we just want to thank you that, that what you have sown is going to souls. What you have sown is going to help the church, to, to, to encourage pastors, to bring the body together, to see a move of God, an end time move of God that's going to see, as was prophesied this morning, the return of Jesus Christ. We're not ready to pass the baton on to another generation. We believe Jesus is coming in our day and, and we want to thank you and honour you and just say it is such a joy to be here. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. We're live streaming to uh, all over the world. Hello, Anna. I know you're watching. So, um, we just, uh, what, what an opportunity. We, um, we decided that uh, we would take uh, Jonathan and Anna on as a, uh, on a monthly support, and it's not a lot, but it's, it's something, and every little bit helps. You know, Pastor Connie and I went to uh, Northern Ireland and England last year and ministered in these churches, and he's right. There's 30, 50 people, and, and uh, it is a mission field for, for them to go minister there. It, it, it's only because we give and other churches give into the ministry here that he can go there because, you know, we got some offerings when we were there and an average offering was about $50 or 50 pounds, you know, so uh, you're not, you know, and gasoline over there is a $7.50, $8 a gallon. So, it, you know, that $50 doesn't go very far. So uh, anyway, so uh, thank you for just you know, continuing to give and to missions work. But this morning, I'm going to ask you, gentlemen, if you'd come down, I'm going to ask you to pray and seek the Lord. I want you to do your very best because it's, it's only because of churches like ours that they're able to go minister in those places in Northern Ireland. And so, uh, you know, we want to do the very best. So you, you ask the Holy Spirit what he would have you to give. Take a step of faith and uh, be bold with it. So just pray with me this morning. Father, thank you for the ministry of Jonathan and Anna Edwards. Lord, that they're going where few people will. But Lord, they walk by faith and not by sight. And you are Jehovah Jireh. You supply their need. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to sow into a field that is producing fruit, producing a harvest of souls, that there are people that are hungry over there and they need a move of God. And Father, I thank you for, for just pouring out your spirit on, on the UK, oh God, and, and on Ireland itself. And Father, just 
just move in a dynamic and powerful way. Lord, thank you for your anointing that's on this service, but Lord, that's on them as they go and minister in the power of the Holy Spirit. Father, I thank you for just exploding that. And Father, now, Holy Spirit, what would you have us to do to help support that? And Father, we just give you thanks for this joy uh, to give into your, into your work, Lord. And so, Father, thank you for this opportunity. We, we bless this time of giving. Use it for your glory, O oh God, in Jesus' name. And all the redeemed who agree, say amen. Amen. God bless you this morning. Thank you for giving. Jonathan, come on. Well, praise the Lord. Amen. Aren't you glad that God is in this house? You know, it is so exciting when you know that you've been sent by the Holy Spirit. There are many times that you can minister in churches and to people, and the Holy Spirit will always give you a word. But when you sent, when you know that there's an assignment, when there's a word that you have to bring that's going to do something of transformational change, that's a different level. I believe I've been sent by the Holy Spirit this morning. I don't know what's gone on in the last few months. I don't know what you've been preaching. I don't know what you've been teaching. I haven't been on your Facebook because as soon as God gave me this word, I thought I'm not looking at anything. And I felt like Jeremiah. I feel like the word of the Lord is like fire shut up in my bones. And I have an assignment by the Holy Spirit this morning to share a word that has the potential to change your season. If you've got your Bibles, can you turn with me to Luke chapter 4, verse 18. Luke chapter 4. Verse 18. Hallelujah. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because He has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me, everybody say me, me. to proclaim freedom for the prisoners. Recovery of sight for the blind. To set the oppressed free. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began by saying to them, today, everybody say today. today. Turn to your neighbor and say, this is my today. Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. You know, these verses that we've read here were a declaration and a proclamation by Jesus Christ of the reason why he came to earth. He declared, he decreed, he manifested the fact that the Spirit of the Lord was upon him and anointed him to proclaim the gospel to bring freedom for the prisoners, recovery of sight for the blind, and freedom for the oppressed. That was his mandate. 
That was his mission. And today, everything that the Spirit enabled Jesus to do, he's enabled you to do. Because we as the church, from the youngest to the oldest, are the continuation of Jesus Christ on the earth today. We are anointed with his anointing. That's why it says in 1 John 4 verse 17, as he is, so are we in this world. One version puts it like this. In this world, we are like Jesus. That means if Jesus preached the gospel, you need to preach the gospel. If Jesus healed the sick, you've got the power and anointing upon you to heal the sick. If Jesus worked miracles, you can work miracles. If Jesus had wisdom and insight into into the hearts of men and the affairs of life, guess what? That spirit of wisdom, that spirit of insight is resting and remaining upon you right now. Let me say this, Jesus is the pioneer of what is possible for all of us. Now within this passage, there is a prophetic point that I believe the Holy Spirit wants to emphasize to you this morning. A word that will characterize this season. Jesus said, not Jonathan or Kim, Oh, Connie, Jesus said all things were possible and came into manifestation because this was the appointed time of God's favor. The fullness of God's time had come. Verse 19 said, He came to proclaim the year of the Lord's Favor. The Amplified Bible puts it like this, the day when salvation and the free favours of God profusely abound. And then in verse 21, it says this, today he says, this scripture has been or is being fulfilled in your hearing. Church, every day I've prayed for you. Every day I've thought about you. Every day I've prepared for you. The Holy Spirit has given me one word. He's kept on saying it, whether I've woken up, whether I've gone to sleep, whether I've been driving in the car. And that one word is favour. And I'm declaring to you today that this is the day of the Lord's favour. You need to know that seasons are changing. Time is shifting. There is a fresh Wind, there is a fresh breath of God blowing over the body of Christ and God wants you to be prepared and ready to receive a fresh manifestation of the favour of God like you've never ever known before in your life. Turn with me in your Bibles to Psalm 102 verse 13. Psalm 102, verse 13. You will arise and have mercy on Zion for the time to favor her. Yes, everybody say yes. 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 The set time has come. 
I believe that this is the set time. I believe that this is the this is the season where there's going to be an intervention. There's the word for you there. An intervention of the favor of the Lord. Some of you have been waiting. Some of you have been longing. Some of you have been standing maybe in a hard, dry season. Maybe there's been more resistance in winter than there has been spring. But you need to know that there's a shift. There's a change. There's something going on in the spiritual realm. The Spirit of God is saying to you and to me today, your set time has come. I'm telling you, I can sense it. I can feel it. I can smell it. There's divine favor in the atmosphere right now. You need to know that the times have changed. You know, there's two specific words in the Greek for time. Kronos and Kairos. Kronos is the Greek word for natural time. It's the minutes, it's the seconds, it's the hours that we measure our life by. We need Kronos. We, we live our lives, we raise our kids, we plan our, our lives around measured time that God gives us. But Kairos, hallelujah, is different to Kronos. It's a decisive moment that distinguishes itself from the normal flow of time. It's, it's a turning point. I like this definition. It, it's a moment in time when opportunity will not pass you by. You might feel that opportunities have, uh, have passed you by. God says he's calling time. And he wants you to say from your spirit, it's my time and it's my turn for the favor of God, for opportunities, for God to be compassionate and merciful and gracious and good on every area. Hallelujah. Of my life, it's your set time has come. It's a set time for the church to be restored and become all that God has called it to be. It's a set time for revival and awakening. It's a set time for God to restore all the years that the locusts have eaten. It's a set time for every dead dream to live. And every unfulfilled promise to find fulfillment because you were born for such a time as this. This is the time of grace and favor. Now you've always known the grace of God. In fact, Ephesians 2 verse 8 says that we have been saved by grace through faith. And that is the gift of God. Predominantly you find grace as a word in the New Testament and favor as a word in the Old Testament. But we have the grace of God and we have the favor of God. Paul said this, he said, we stand in the grace of God. But I believe we're going to another level. You know, when you read about the apostles in the book of Acts, it says that there was great grace upon them. Your measure is about to increase, hallelujah. Out of the, out of the, the fullness of his grace, we have all received grace for grace. There's a greater fullness. There's a greater measure. There's great grace being released this day in Jesus. Mighty God name. Let me give you some definitions of favor. Favor is God's approval. Favor is the release of special blessings and benefits. Favor means that God's going to show you exceptional goodness and kindness. 
Favor means for some of you from this moment on, you're going to get advantages by the Spirit of the Lord. Favor means the generosity is going to be released from your heart and from others to you. Favor means that in a greater way, God is going to endorse you. Favor is the unconditional goodness of God towards you and towards me. You don't deserve it. You'll never earn it. But now receive it, hallelujah. In Jesus' name. I believe that the favor of God is resting on you right now. And that's not dependent on you or me or my circumstances or whether I'm on the mountaintop or in the valley or in abundance or in a lean season. It's got nothing to do with you, but it's got everything to do with God. You've got God. You might say, John, there's sickness in my body right now. You've got God. You might say, John, I, 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 I haven't had that raise that I've been believing God for. I'm believing for a, a promotion. You've got God. Amen. Well, we're still believing for revival. You've got God. And if God is for you, who can be against you? Amen. You've got God. God and you are a majority. The God who created the heavens and the earth lives within you. Christ is in you. The hope of glory. You're more than a conqueror. You're a child of the living God. You're not a slave to sin. You're kings and priests who rule and reign on the earth. You've got God. And if you've got God, hallelujah. You've got everything you need for life and godliness. Supernatural favor is not limited by anything because it's divine. And it's working all the time. You look at Joseph, he was a slave in Potiphar's house. Then they put him in prison, but God took him out of the prison and put him on the throne. Why? Because he had favor. The children of Israel were prisoners, they were slaves in Egypt. Every time they beat them, every time they oppressed them, they multiplied all the more when they left Egypt. They plundered the Egyptians, hallelujah. They took the spoils. Why? Because they had the favor of the Lord upon them. Favor is not based on our condition. Favor is not based on whether we deserve it or not. I know I'm talking to to, to a bunch of the converted here who love the Lord God with all their heart, soul, might and strength. I'm telling you something, get ready. For an outpouring of the favor of God like we've never seen before. Now, when I was preparing, when I was meditating, when I was calling on the Lord, I believe the Lord gave me four specific areas that you're going to see from this day. I'm saying that as the servant of God. From this day, you're going to see four areas manifest, but you've got to believe it. James put it like this, you have not because you ask not. Jesus said, be careful what you hear. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. And if you believe you're you're receiving an aspect of the word of the Lord for your life, you need to hold on to that word more than anything else in your life. But I believe that there's four specific areas that the favor of God is going to manifest in the days ahead. In fact, There's going to be an impartation of it today. You're going to leave different. 
And not only are you going to leave different in the days ahead and in the weeks ahead, you're going to see a manifestation of that favor that's going to come on you like, like clothing, like a robe. It's going, to, it's going to cover you. It's going to be like it was for Jesus where he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. You see, it's one thing to have the spirit of the Lord in you. It's another thing to have the spirit of the Lord upon you. And the spirit of the Lord is coming upon you today to take you and give you advantages that others don't have in Jesus' name. Why? Because you're in a different kingdom. I ain't going to have no devil and no, no, no demons lie about who I am in Christ. I'm a child of the king. I'm highly blessed and highly favored. Wherever I go, I'm expecting a manifestation of that in the name of Jesus. Four areas. I want to speak into your spirit. They are provision, protection, presence, and purpose. I'll say those again. Provision, protection, presence, and purpose. And let's look at those quickly, not in any particular order. But firstly, provision. Genesis 39 Verse 3 says this, speaking of Joseph. When his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord gave him success in everything he did, Joseph found favor in his eyes and became his attendant. And then Psalm 84 verse 11 Psalm 84, verse 11. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows or the Lord gives favor and honor. No good thing. Hallelujah. I believe we need to shout over that. No good thing does he uphold. For those who walk uprightly, listen, divine favor releases provision for the people of God. And you need to recognize and realize the favor is not based on luck. It's not based on chance. It's not based on you having a big break. It's based on the fact that your heavenly father loves you and he's generous And he declares that he is with you. Jehovah Jireh is your provider. That's God's covenant name. And he promises. He's bound to his word and he's bound to an eternal covenant to say that he will meet all your needs. All the needs of this church. All the needs of every family. He will meet all your needs. According to his riches in Christ Jesus. I know we've got a generous people. But I tell you something. We've got an even greater generous God. And some of you have been tithing. Some of you have been giving. Some of you have sacrificed financially to give to God. I'm telling you something right now. I see it in my spirit realm. I see it right now. The heavens are open. And God is rebuking the devourer. And he's going to pour out and pour out and pour out a blessing. Until there's no more need. He's going to leave you speechless in this season. In the mighty name of Jesus. Just like Joseph carried favor, you carry favor. Just like God made him successful, 
He wants to make you successful. Joseph was, was sold into slavery. He was falsely accused of rape. He was thrown into prison. Yet he still had the favor of the Lord. And God did more than he could ask, think, or imagine. He made him ruler over the nation. And just like he was qualified to carry the favor of God, everybody who's born again and following the Lord Jesus Christ is qualified today to carry the favor of the Lord. You say, John, what does favor look like? It looks like you. What does success look like? What, what, what does the anointing look like? It looks like you. It's on you. And God, it's an English word, he's going to smother you. He's going to saturate you afresh. With the favor of the Lord. You might have been struggling and facing lack. You might have lost your job or seeking promotion. You might have a, have a, have a business and it might have plateaued. Maybe you're not getting the orders in that you should be getting in. Might have been a tough year. Those circumstances don't define you. You've got to remember that. What defines you is the Word of God. What defines you is your identity in Christ. And you and I have got to remember that there might be recession, there might be tough times on the earth, but there ain't no recession in heaven. Hallelujah. What God did to Adam and Eve in Genesis chapter 1, he's done to you. He's blessed you. He's put his blessing on you. One of the Hebrews' word there simply means this. You are empowered to prosper. Favor. Success. This is the season of supernatural increase. This is the season of an increase of the favor of the Lord. Not only with God, you've always got it with God, but with man. God opens doors with men and with women. He opens opportunities through people. And you're going to get opportunities and, 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 and places where, where people will be gracious to you only because the favor of God is on you to another level that you've not known before. It says of Jesus in Luke 2, verse 52, it says, Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. I believe that we can write our name in there because just like Jesus increased in favor, I'm in him and he's in me. Amen. So when it's speaking about Jesus, it's speaking about me and it's speaking about you. I can write my name in there and say, look, I'm going to increase in the favor of God in this season. We've got to re renew our minds. We've got to get rid of a, a, of a poverty mindset. We've got to stop thinking slavery. We aren't slaves anymore. We're transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Therefore, everything of that old kingdom has no hold over us today because we're with Christ and we're seated in heavenly places according to Ephesians chapter 1. Therefore, if we're seated with Jesus, every name that is under his feet is under our feet as well. We need a victory mindset. We need a New Testament mindset. We need to understand that we're kings and priests. I believe our measure is increasing. Our limitations are being removed. I believe that the ceiling over you 
is going to be the floor that you walk on. In Jesus' mighty name. You know, for about two years, myself and Anna have been believing for a motorhome. We travel around the UK, we go from Wales into England, into Scotland, into Ireland. And we've been reaching out to the Lord for that. And in February this year, I was in the car and the glory of God came into that car. I was going to our equivalent of Walmart Asda. And as I got into the car park, glory of God just filled that car and the Lord said, you can have your motorhome. It's a small RV. I said, why Lord? He said, the season of labor is over. The season of favor is here. I got over the, out of that car and I started running around the car. I know when I've heard the word of the Lord, just like you know when you've heard the word of the Lord. I was running around that car. There were people driving past. They were probably thinking, what is going on? But I got back in the car and then I said, okay, Lord, <laughs> how's this going to work out? <laughs> It's great to have the prophetic word. Lord, how are you going to do this thing? Because my mind is so tiny, I could never work this out. In fact, when I get a word from God or get some wisdom or some strategies by the Spirit, my wife always turns to me, who's probably watching right now, she said, that's got to be God because you could never think of it. <laughs> the Lord said to me in the car, my Lord, he said, John, he said, he said, the government are going to pay for that RV. He said, don't you know, it says in my word, son, that the wealth of the wicked. Oh, hallelujah. It's coming for some of you. The wealth of the wicked. That corrupt wealth, that, that money that's been made by deception and lust and sex and crime is laid up for righteous hands. And I believe there's righteous hands in this room right now in Jesus name. You know, son, the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. He said, what I want you to do is take part of your ministry, file it with the government under the business for what you sell in, in, in product. And he said, the government's going to give you 20%. Now, I believed I heard God, but I tell you something, I still had to check with my Christian accountant friend. God, I believe you, but. <laughs> but you know, God is so gracious. He understands us. He knows us better than we know ourselves. So I rung my, my, my accountant friend who's a Christian. And I said, look, if I do this, this, and this, will that release finance for us to get this motorhome to use it for the gospel? He said, absolutely, John. File. He said, how did you think of that? I said, but God. I filed. We've had two checks for the, off the government. Over $10,000. Sent through. And God said to me, when that money runs out, I'll keep on supplying it until you can get it completely debt free to get it around the UK. I tell you something, God can do anything. If he, did, if he did it for me, he can do it for you. All you need is one word from God. All you need is wisdom from heaven. All you need to do is tap into that river that Solomon tapped into. And when you tap into that divine river of revelation and wisdom, it will release everything. 
that you need for the glory of God. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm going to get provision. I'm a giver. I tithe. I offer. And the windows of heaven are open. Favor releases provision. But secondly, favor releases protection. We're going to deal with some, some demons this morning that might have been accusing you. Keeping you in fear. Making your problem bigger than your God. David put it like this. He said, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. One of the words and the reference or, or, or what is inferred in the Hebrew to magnify is make God bigger. Whatever you're facing this morning, whatever problem is coming into your life, make God bigger. Psalm 5, verse 12. Psalm 5, verse 12. Protection. Protection. Surely, Lord, Psalm 5, verse 12. Surely, Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with your favor as with a shield. How many of us are righteous in this room? Amen. With the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And the word of God clearly declares this morning that favor is going to surround you like protection, like a shield. A shield is not an offensive weapon. A shield is a defensive weapon and it's going to defend you. You're going to see the defense of God. You're going to see angels surrounding you and surrounding your kids and the enemy might come in like a flood and that might have happened in seasons past but the Lord in this season is going to raise up a standard. The favor of God is going to repel and remove and push back the powers of darkness. It's time to declare Psalm 91. Because that's written over this church. A thousand might fall on one side. Ten thousand on the other. But the Lord will not let it come near you. God's favor is going to be his protection. It's going to be a spiritual shield around you. Protection for his people. I want to say this to you by the Spirit of God. Don't worry about your health. Don't be fearful for your future. Don't allow the enemy to put words in your mind, seeds in your mind to say, well, you know, your mother died of cancer. So you're going to die of cancer. Or your father had Alzheimer's and he's in a home which my dad is at the moment, and guess what? It's just going to go through that family tree. Listen, I've got a family tree that supersedes my natural family tree, and so do you. It starts in Genesis chapter 12 with Abraham. It finds its fulfillment in Christ Jesus. Every disease, every sickness has been placed on the cross of Jesus Christ, and I'm in a covenant with God, and I'm not accepting cancer. You're not accepting disease. You're not accepting tumors. You're the redeemed of the Lord and by his stripes, hallelujah. We are healed. Don't be anxious for your children. Saying that to some this morning, I'm speaking it to myself. Don't be anxious for your children. You've got to remember that the Lord has them in the palm of his hand. 
When I think of my son at the moment that's walking away from God, when I look at him, I don't look at him and see what he's doing naturally. I hold on to the word of God. I hold on to the word of God which said before he was born that he was going to be a servant of God and preach his word. I hold on to the word of God that said that he's going to be saved. I hold on to the word of God that I'm, I walk by faith and not by sight. I look to Jesus, not to my son. I look to Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith because temporal things will, will, will come and go but the eternal word of God will, will endure forever and God is watching over his word right now concerning your family to perform it therefore you've got to let go of that anxiety you've got to let go of those cares you've got to change the way you think and change the way you speak because words are creative powers there's life and death in the power of the tongue and there is a battle going on for our children Right now, there is a battle going on for our loved ones. But we've got to stand in the gap and realize that the fruit, that the, the root is not natural, it's demonic. Amen. Paul put it like this in Ephesians 6 verse 12. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers, principalities in the heavenly places. Evil spirits of wickedness in those heavenly places. That is the root. And if we deal with the root, we'll change the fruit. Go to the source. When you see things that are not pleasing to yourself or to the Lord in your family, you go to the lost. You, you bind on earth what's bound in heaven. You loose on earth what's loosed in heaven because our children are coming into the kingdom of God. Our loved ones are coming into the kingdom of God. You and your household shall be saved. Do you think God is, is going to dismiss your faith? Do you think God is going to dismiss those prayers that you've prayed for, for, for years? Bible says that they're, 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 they're like incense, incense that, that rises up to the throne of God. And the prayers of powerful, righteous men and women of God are powerful and effective. And when we pray in the name of Jesus and believe that we have received, God has to do anything. Provision. Protection. But finally, presence and purpose. Church, where would we be without the presence of the Lord? The presence of the Holy Spirit for me is priceless. We can't. We will never fulfill our purpose without the Holy Spirit. That's why Jesus declared in Luke 4 verse 18, he said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He didn't do that just in word, but he also did it in power and demonstration. But I want you to see something for a moment from the word of God. Turn with me to Exodus 33. Exodus 33. And we'll read from verse 12. Moses here speaking to the Lord on the mount where he was for 40 days and 40 nights in the glory. What he says to God and what God says to him is very important, not only for Moses, not only for the church, but I also believe for this church. Moses said to the Lord, you've been telling me, lead these people but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. 
You have said, I know you by name and you have found favor with me. If you are pleased with me, teach me your ways so I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Or grace, two words used there. Remember that this nation is your people. The Lord replied, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Please note here, Moses asked for favor and God says, my presence will go with you. I want to speak this into your life right now by saying this, where there is a manifestation of the favor of the Lord, there is a manifestation of the presence of the Lord, the glory of the Lord. We see it in Exodus 33 here, but we also see it in Luke 4 verse 18 and 19. God's presence is here in this church, but I want you know, to know it's going to increase. I know there's been many words over this church about the, 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 the latter glory being greater than the former glory, but I want you to know that God is going to do what he has promised to do. There is going to be a manifestation of the glory of God that's going to fill you, invade you, and saturate you to fulfill the mission of Jesus Christ, to go into the whole world and preach the gospel to the poor. Amen. That is the season that we're in. His favor is his presence upon us. That's what we carry. You know, another word in Luke chapter 4, verse 19, for favor is the word jubilee. Many commentators would say that Jesus here is referring to jubilee. You know, the year of jubilee was, was, was found and, and spoken of by God in Leviticus chapter 25. And he came every 50 years. And when he came in that year, there was debt cancellation. Slaves were set free. And the whole year was known as a year of freedom. A year of the, the manifest, visible favor of God upon his people. But that was every 50 years. But we don't live under an old covenant. We live under a new covenant. They have the shadow, we have the promise, and today Jesus Christ is our jubilee. And we can live in that jubilee all the time. You can take every promise from Leviticus 25 and say that's mine by the grace of God because all the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. And just like there was the sound of the trumpets and the blowing of the ram's horn in the year of jubilee, I believe that there's a blowing of, of the Spirit of God. There's a trumpeting in the spirit realm right now and the angels of God are speaking over you. It's time for Jubilee. It's begun. It's begun. It starts with us, but it doesn't end with us. That's where the body of Christ has messed up in the past. It's all about me. No, it's not. Firstly, all about him. I don't want to sing songs about me. I've got to kill this flesh daily. Let me just throw this one in. If you, if you want to know what to do with the flesh, kill it. It's carnal human nature. It's not about me. It's about him working through me so that I can touch others. That basically is the call and the commission upon us all.
The more we know him, the more we understand him, the more we get a revelation of him, the more we will do in his name. Therefore, it starts with intimacy. It starts with holiness. It starts with seeing the Lord. It starts with putting God first in our lives because as we see him, we shall be like him. And as we see him and become like him and get filled with his spirit, we can't keep that to ourselves because we're not a swamp or an oasis. We're a river and the river of God, which is the Holy Spirit, has to flow through us. Like Abraham, we are blessed to be A blessing. You know, I've been seeing since God spoke to me this year, I've been seeing manifestation of favor like I probably haven't seen before. It's always been there because we we live in the grace of God. We have the grace of God, but there's been a new measure, a new measure that I'm going to release today by impartation of the Spirit of the Lord. I haven't done this anyway. This is for you. This is a hot off the press of heaven. You know, myself and Anna were in a church in the north of England about two months ago. Lady came out at the end of the meeting and she said, I I need you to pray for one of our relatives. She's had a little, little baby. And they've taken her into, into the hospital when she was born and, 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 and the baby was born and, and they, did, they, 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 they scanned the child and then, then they opened the child out and they, they couldn't find any particular sexual organs to, to recognize whether it was a boy or a girl. And they were going to do DNA and, 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 and they basically said to her, look, look, there's not a lot that we can do here. And, and, and this mum came with her grandmother and and said, look, we just need prayer. So we got a prayer cloth. With the pastor in the church, we we prayed over that prayer cloth and we anointed it with oil. And they took that prayer cloth to that, that dear, precious little baby. And they put the prayer cloth on the baby. We've got the testimony. And they took the, 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 the baby back for, for one of its regular scans because they were still doing work on the child. And they did a scan over the baby. And every organ that was missing was there in place, perfect in that child. She is a beautiful baby girl with every organ functioning in that child. That's what Dr. Jesus is like. And I believe in these days, there's an increase of miracles. There's an increase of signs. There's an increase of wonders, not just through us who are ministries, but through the body that is here. God is sending you forth this day and he wants you not only to speak about the power of Christ, but to release. And demonstrate the power of Christ. There's fresh anointing. There's fresh unction. I don't often say this. I don't think I have said it. But I think the Holy Spirit wants to remind you of something. You need an unction to function. Does that that make sense? I'm here in the Holy Ghost right now. You need an unction. You need a fresh unction of the Holy Spirit to function. The Spirit's speaking here. And if I'm saying that, he must have said it to you. Must have. 
You're all smiling at me. That's okay. You can tell me afterwards. You need an unction. You need a, and there is a fresh unction. In fact, you're in a season where there's going to be unction and unction and unctions of the Holy Ghost so that you can function at a greater level of the spirit and the anointing of God that's upon you and favor is going to release it. In Jesus, my name, I want to finish with one scripture that I believe is to be a prayer in these days. The Lord said to me, tell my people to pray this for their pastors, for their leaders, for this church. The Lord said to me, he said, if you'll give yourself to the vision, he's going to release all your provision. All your provision. Psalm 90, verse 17. Psalm 90. Verse 17. May the favour of the Lord our God rest on us. Establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. Pray that. Intercede that. Declare that. No matter what comes up in life, no, no matter what, what happens during the affairs of daily life, in your life and in this church, declare that God is going to establish the work. Declare that God is going to finish what he started. Amen. Pastor Kim, I prophesy to you right now in the name of Jesus that what you have started, what you've continued, I believe this is a season to finish the work. I believe this is a season to see a finished work of all that God has put in your heart. I believe there's an acceleration of the anointing of God and the grace of God that's going to manifest in this place. Even as I woke up this morning, I saw like, like, like honey falling down over your head into your spirit. You know, it says in the Psalms, it says, honey from the rock, I will satisfy you. And honey speaks of revelation. And I believe that there's going to be a release, an impartation of revelation and wisdom. You're going to move in a realm of insight, a realm of discernment, a realm of seeing into the spirit realm to have wisdom for this house because the Bible says it's by wisdom that a house is established and God doesn't want you just to start what you have or continue. It is a season says the Lord yeah. it is a season says the Lord to finish what I have put within your heart and even this day says the spirit of the Lord I'm putting a fresh anointing upon you I am releasing the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of insight and the spirit of discernment to take you to a higher level so that you can see things says God from my perspective for at times people will, will show you and speak to you about what is happening in the visible realm but no 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 says God I'm taking you up to a higher level I'm going to open the eyes of your understanding I'm going to take the blinkers off so that you can see things fully says the spirit of grace in Jesus name in Jesus name for I've made you a catalyst within this body says the Lord 
a catalyst within this body and I am accelerating. I am accelerating and I will give you the strategy clearer and I will give you the blueprint clearer and I will release fresh heavenly vision and insight to fulfill the seed of prophecy and promise that I placed within you, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stand with me, please. Thank you, Lord. Somebody give him praise. Maybe you're in this building this morning. You say, John, I don't know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Well, we've all sinned, fallen short of the glory of God. And let me say this live. Let me say this to you in here. There ain't loads of ways to Jesus. There ain't loads of ways to God. I don't care what religion you've been brought up on. I don't care what way you've been indoctrinated. There's only one way to the Father and that is through the Son. That's why Jesus said, I am the door. He is the mediator. And the only way that you can have your sins forgiven. Jesus paid that price 2,000 years ago. He paid the price for your sin, your sickness on the cross. But the only way to, to know forgiveness is by repenting. It was the first message of Jesus. It was the first message of John the Baptist. Jesus said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repentance is we're walking in one direction. We turn around. We believe in our heart and we confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. According to Romans 10 verse 10, the Bible says, and the reality will be, we shall be saved. I really do hope that there's sinners in this house this morning that need Jesus. I really do. More than anything, I want to see people saved. Saved. Saved from darkness into light. From hell to heaven. Our job as leaders is to plunder hell and populate heaven. One hand on the edge of hell, the other hand in heaven. And the preaching of the word is to plunder that kingdom of darkness the kingdom of heaven hallelujah that's you St. John I've never made I'm not talking about recommitments now I've never made a decision for Jesus Christ but I'm ready to make one right now if that's you raise your hand where you are you've never ever made a decision for Jesus Christ okay maybe you're here this morning St. John I'm a Christian I've given my life to Jesus but I'm not living right. I've got things in my life I I need to let go. Church, judgment starts at the house of God. I can't stand up here if I'm not practicing what I preach. In fact, at the beginning of this year, the Lord gave me a dream. And I believe it's not just for me, it's for for many of us. And in this dream, I was climbing up a a spiral staircase and I was getting to the top of the staircase and and, and before me I could see this open door and the open door took me into a room that had no walls and all 
I could see was glory and the harvest field. It was just full, Pastor Kim, of the glory of God and harvest fields. And I was, and I, I saw it so detailed. I was four steps from the top. Ascending speaks about going to where God wants you to go. We ascend to the mount of the Lord. We, we always ascend, we never descend. And I was going up this spiral staircase and, and I was near the top and I could see this door open and I could look through the door. But there was something hindering me. I, I felt I was, I was being slowed down. And you know, I looked and I saw it clearly. I looked on my right knee and there was this creature holding on to my knee, trying to slow me down. And the Holy Spirit pinpointed it and showed me what it was in the dream. And he said, look, if you deal with that, just shake it off. Because he said, as long as you've got that in, in your life, it, it's diminishing your authority. The enemy will see a weak area and, and he'll go for it every time. He really does. We go through the same things that you go through. We're flesh and blood. So when I woke up and over the last number of months, I've been dealing with me. The greatest battle that I've got out there is not out there, it's in here. And in here. The war in my head, the war in my soul. But I'm here to tell you today, I'm completely free. I really have. And I've been knowing since that moment and since I put things in a consecration with the Lord, a greater authority, a greater power, a greater moving in the Holy Spirit because the enemy hasn't got anything on me. Jesus said it like this. He said, Satan has nothing in me. When he's got nothing in your soul, when he's got nothing in your mind, all things are possible. And, I, and demons are screaming when I preach now because I've gone to another level. And God wants you to deal with stuff this morning. He wants you to shake that stuff off so that you can receive fully what God has for you. Maybe in your heart right now you're saying, John, 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 I've stumbled in this area for so long. I, I thought I bet it, I beat it, then I come back. You'll never beat it in the flesh. Walk in the Spirit and you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. That's what Paul said. You've got to stay filled with the Holy Ghost. You might be saying, John, that's me. But I am ready to shake off. I'm ready to shake off what the Holy Spirit is showing me right now. I want to go into this new season. I want to see the favor of God like I've never seen before in protection, in provision, in purpose, in presence. I need that unction to function. I keep on hearing that word unction to function there's a fresh unction to function we don't say that in the UK you just hear the Holy Ghost saying it all the time <laughs> ah. I'm hearing him so I'm, I feel in a different place I really do I'm going to pray in the morning who came in here on crutches this morning did anybody have some crutches with them did anybody walk in things, anything like that? I'm going to pray for you if you did. You did, sir. You came with a, a stick, yeah? Anybody else with, with, with things that, walking sticks or anything like that, I'm going to pray for you. 
Because I believe there's a healing anointing here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some people with bone problems and arthritis, things like that, we're going to rebuke it in, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Who's sick over here? Anybody sick in their body over here? You're going to get healed in Jesus. You lady. I'm going to pray for you this morning. You got problems in your bones, in your joints? Yeah. I'm going to pray for that to leave in the name of Jesus. I see it. I see the fire of God go through your bones this morning in the name of Jesus Christ. We're going to release that anointing and the anointing of God. You just prepare yourself right now for that anointing to flow through your body in Jesus' name. I see those joints. I see those bones. I see some aches. I see some pain that you've gone through. Nobody's known the suffering that you've gone through, but it's jubilee in Jesus' name. It's jubilee in Jesus' name. You start praising him right now before we lay hands on you. You've gone through so much stuff, you have. But the Lord is coming in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm sorry, I've just got to flow with the Spirit when he's moving. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, see, I'm seeing a lot, lot here right now. If you're saying, that's me, John, I just want to shake some things off. I'm ready to let go of what's not God in my life, those little things. You know, so often it's not the big things, it's not the big sin, it's, it's the little things in our hearts. Praise God, we're going to pray for you as well, sister. In the name of Jesus, get ready for your miracle. I knew I saw some crutches and things over this side, walkers, whatever. We're going to pray in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I need to let go of this stuff. Listen, there's a holy God in this place. There's a holy God in this place. You let it go and you, you watch what he does when there's an impartation. That's why I'm praying for this stuff to go before you get your impartation. Saying, John, that's me. I need prayer this morning. I, I, I want to let go of the hindrances. I want to let go of those, those sins. I want to let go of those things that I've held on to. It might be worry. It might be unbelief. Might be, it, it could be possibly many different things, but I'm ready to let go. Lukewarmness, a hard heart towards God, pride, unforgiveness. If there's anybody with unforgiveness in their hearts this morning, listen to me now. You need to let it go. I hear the Spirit of God say, You'll grieve him if you won't let go. There's a blockage over somebody. There's a blockage this morning. And you need to let go of that unforgiveness. And you need to say, Jesus, help me. Jesus, save me. I want to let it go right now. It keeps on coming back up and to the front. But I want to let it go because you know my heart. And it's going to go in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. If you're saying, John, that's me. I want prayer right now. Raise your hand where you are. Be bold. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Anymore, you're saying me, I need prayer. I want to put myself right with God right now. Thank you. Thank you. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Father, I just pray right now for hands all up over this building right now. Those little hindrances, those little foxes. Those things that hold us back. Those things that, that keep us boxed up. Those things, Lord, that, 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 that keep us from intimacy with you. Those things that grieve you. The, the, those things that stop us going to a, a, a new level of knowing you. Lord, we just, we just place them at your feet. We cast all our cares on the Lord this morning. The busyness, the barrenness of busyness. I hear that for some. Maybe you've been so busy that you're barren on the inside. The barrenness is going today. There's going to be God in the busyness. Hallelujah. 
in Jesus' name. And I rebuke every power of darkness, every principality, every demonic spirit that would seek to hinder you and hold you back. And I call for the fire of God to fall on you now, just like it fell on the altar in Leviticus and the fire never went out. I pray for the fire to fall on the altar of your heart right now, to burn like it's never burned before, that you might be a revival that experiences the power and the presence and the authority of God. God's going to give you authority back now. He's going to give you confidence back right now. You haven't known that authority in your prayers because there's been a hindrance there. But it's going now. It's going now. In the mighty name of Jesus. Of Jesus. I'm going to pray right now and release an impartation of the favour of the Lord. Provision, protection, presence, and purpose. Receive it by faith. I want you to come out. I'm going to lay my hands on you. I'm going to lay my hands on you. If you're saying, I want a fresh impartation, well, you're going to get it. You're going to get it. You're going to see it in the days ahead. You're going to see it in the months ahead. And yes, I'm going to pray for these ladies over here. Father, whatever your people need today, your favour provides. A lifetime of labour is worth a day of favour. And Lord, some of your people might have been through stuff, but today we release provision. Today we release finance. Today we release health. Today we release wholeness. Today we release protection. Today we release presence and purpose to take the gospel of Jesus Christ to this region. Father, right now, let the favor of God fill them from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. Let them know as they go home in the days and the weeks ahead. Let them see the fruit of favor. The fruit of favor. In Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to pray for you right now. And I'll pass to Pastor Kim. While you're waiting to be prayed for, why don't you pray for the, lay your hand on someone near you and just pray for the favor of God upon them. Thank you, Lord. 